Are you ready? Here we go. Test one, two, test one, two. I feel like I'm bouncing from cloud to cloud. Wow, we're ridiculous. So stay tuned. I like what we're doing. Or don't. Oh, that might be my favorite thing to ever happen. <laughs> Is this not the coolest <laughs> thing you've ever heard? Well, how about this? Yes. Hold up. It's the Pepper and Dylan After Show Show Podcast. Welcome to the After Show Show. Today is November 23rd, 2022. Thanks for joining us. I just want to jump real quick into something that for 17 years we've done this show together, right? Mm-hmm. Robbie, I'm being dead serious. Did you know he's got a great opera voice? <laughs> I think every guy does. I think every guy can pull off like the opera <laughs> no, it was, song. It was like it's like you've got a hidden gift. I don't opera voice. I, this I, is I don't like know that. this is like you know those moments on like uh, Britain's Got Talent or America's really? Got Talent where they uh, somebody comes along and they're like, oh yeah, I got a load of this person, and then all of a sudden they belt out this incredibly gifted voice while okay. they're singing. All right, that was Robbie mo- moments ago when we did the mic check. I thought he was just joking around. I was. <laughs> Am I overstating it here? Uh you you might be. I, I don't go, know. Go, 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 go. I forget what I did. I forget what you said, too. I, I can take a clip from, I have that recorded, so I can put the clip of what you heard here. <laughs> la, 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 la. What fun it is to laugh and sing. My ears really enjoyed so, that. Did they? Love Robbie can really sing. <laughs> I know I do all the jingles and stuff, but uh, there's a certain range I can do, and it's not poppy. It's more rocky than anything, so maybe that's what you heard, just more of I just uh, heard the, oh, I thought it was really great. It would just depend on what it is. Um, yeah, so I'm not a great singer. Anybody can do what I do. Nah. Just nobody, no interns, nobody in radio school really does it. Just spend some time in the studio. I just you told can, you you were a really good singer. I appreciate you calling me a liar? That was nice of you. <laughs> Dylan, you go, go ahead. Do serious singing. I can't sing. No, just something. Like, just try it. Let's hear Hello. No, not, no, don't be. I mean, you can hold the note, but don't be pretending. Like, but just opera does that. They kind of that's they how put the opera it on. Is do you think people who sing in the opera walk around with those voices? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I really do, Rob. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, that's all put it. on. You can do it. No. Like opera or just like opera? Okay, like uh, like a hello, my dear, I love you. See, it's too, it's dumb. Okay, Robbie didn't sound dumb. I'm just, I'm just proud of you. I appreciate. I do appreciate that. It's really it's not nice. easy to sing. No, it's well, not. good for you. I have to tune a lot of it, right? Uh, no guests today for the after show show, right? Absolutely not. You missed one of the best guests last oh, week. I too. really was upset I, uh, that uh, we, we, I missed out because I was, would be I would have been very interested to have a conversation with him. Did you oh. enjoyed your time with him? Yeah, it was nice. We could have talked for hours. I think Gord he, Stanky from Global. Yeah, and Mike Sobel has now announced he's retiring from yeah. Global as well. Guys are getting right? out. A lot of bad. these uh, long-standing, you know, uh, entrenched media figures and television figures in the city are starting to age out, I guess, and and look for other things. So, what did and not to rerun it because anybody listening might have listened to that, sure, but sure, just sure, sure. Cole's notes version. What what is he going to do now? Like, what's oh, he's got all sorts because he's a very to... he's he's a very he dabbles in a lot, right? He's a writer and a historian. Yeah, he might write and... another book. He said, okay, yeah, uh, he's plans to travel a bit. And it uh, sounds like he just wants to play music and travel and right. just kind of focus on yeah, that. He's got a band too, right? But we were trying to convince him to do a podcast because mm-hmm. he's su- he is such an interesting guy. Right. And when he when he travels to uh, get research on his on his journalism and stuff, he's yeah. uncovered things. Like he's in, he was telling us he uncovered some like like was it from crimes or just like bodies? Like just so many weird things. They, they, there, there was crimes that he helped to uncover. Yeah. 
which is wild to think about. And just yeah. helping with actual historical records and stuff. It's well, very cool. Not to repeat your conversation with him, because again, it was an hour-long podcast last week, but uh, did you talk about his partying lifestyle? Uh, we, we talked to, we ran into him at parties before. The dude likes to party, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's such a likable guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, it was very. I, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was fun. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, um, it's unfortunate I, I missed that. I really wanted to be part of that. But man, was but I ever sick! Somewhere when you were sick, Robbie had mentioned that he's been trying to get Freddie Prince Jr., which gets me so excited. What on the uh, I have the yeah. podcast? What? Which the Robbie and Pat Pat had no idea, but a lot of people didn't understand how serious I am about loving Freddie. Well, Prince he didn't Jr. even know who that was. Freddie Prince Jr. was the guy who made me, I believe, who I am today. Was it she's all that? I mean, it was started the there. I, it? I, I, I loved everything Freddie did. I think he was my favorite. And I, Freddie instilled romance into me as a young kid. And like the idea of romance and the idea of being like a good dude. Mm -hmm. And because Freddie always played like these great uh, well, the typical great teen, characters. yeah. Or, uh, the I guess what's that formula? You know, the either the the uh, the, the nerdy boy or the nerdy girl, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden they take their glasses off and they're super hunky, right? And then they make a bad, and then they turn into jerks, and then they realize, and it's yeah, they, she's all that. I mean, it's the same as all the other ones, but he was kind of one of those, right? If Freddie was in a movie, I was in the theater. That's where it was. I'm just at gonna that look time up his, my life. his IMDb. Freddie. Oh. It was so good. And like, so, cause he just has a Christmas show that just came out. And the reason we were talking about it is because Rachel Lee Cook came to the Christmas show. Oh, on you the red love carpet. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. She was one of my favorite people I've ever met. And, uh, she, uh, she was on the, uh, red carpet with him and they said we, they were planning on doing a, she's all that sequel. And why don't we get to that? Cause uh, apparently he went to be a father, blah, 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 blah. They did the reboot, but they never did a sequel together. And there was a talk, and I'm like, oh, my God, Freddie Prince, would that not be amazing? And then Robbie said, I've been trying to get Freddie. Yeah, it's really hard to find him and find out what's his real Twitter. Right. And because uh, well, he, he, he didn't want to be in the, in the limelight for years. Right. And so, oh, my goodness, it would be my favorite. It would be something I would love. Love. Yeah, love he's he did a lot of voice work on animated series, which I guess is why he he didn't want to be in front of a camera. So that was kind of his 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 skill set and his employment set was just doing voice work. He was on like the Star Wars animated series and. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he was briefly he on was, I yeah. Know What You Did Last Summer, and then She's All oh, That course, was kind yeah. of like his big thing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. uh, after that, it was like uh, Down to You with Julia Stiles. Loved mm. that. Oh, my God. And then Summer Catch, which was so good with uh, uh, J J Justin Timberlake's... Um, Robbie, he was on Boston Legal. I know. He was uh -huh. Denny Crane's son. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was just so many. Scooby-Doo. So his new one was Christmas with you. Well, so how close are we getting to? Uh, are we to getting Freddie Prince? Oh, the account that I have messaged is no longer in existence. So on was, Twitter. So we've got a ways to go. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, I was chatting with him, and it looks good. <gasps> That'd be amazing. Oh, he's just—he's iconic, right? He did like. I remember there was because there's a really, really famous, important um, software company in this city that makes video games. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what they're Bioware? called. Bioware? Bioware, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And they're they're huge. Like, they, they don't make just like, oh, those are Edmonton fun games or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, they make some oh, yeah. of the biggest games yep. ever played. And I know that he was in, in talks with somebody, and they came on the show at some point. I don't remember exactly, but they said they knew Freddie Prince, and they talked to Freddie Prince. And they were on the show, or somewhere along the line, I had heard this, because he was into this video game thing and, and yeah and i think that's buddies. what he's doing now he something of the wolf or something what, what the it heck? seems like what he's it? uh podcasting and he's he's big into gaming 
Right. So what's his podcast? Something in the Wolf, maybe? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. It's so hard to find because this is a his the internet. Robbie, I know. It's but there's a, so many different like tags at at him. Oh, and how do you know which one he's seeing? Right. It, listen, it, it would, would be. I know how much you love Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook and and all oh, of those you know late ninety early time two thousand high school uh, uh, movies romance movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. Be great, right? So add that to the list of hopefuls. Where are we at with Ice Cube, Robbie Dylan? I, was, I have had a talk recently about that, uh-huh. and so oh gosh, it's it's really really difficult because um, just give it to me, I can take it. No, no, I I was I'm in the works of throwing a party with Ice Cube at your with, house with Ice Cube, not at my house. That we okay. would like it, we would host a party with Ice Cube. <gasps> And he would come to the city and it would be like a big Pepper and Dylan exclusive Ice Cube party. But I don't know how to get approval on all of it because Ice Cube's really not that big a deal. Yes, he is. Ice Cube mm. is a big deal. Uh, not really. Like, try convincing our bosses that Ice Cube's a what big deal. What do you know? I, yeah, you think soccer work. isn't a big deal? Yeah, you're, you're a barometer for okay. big deal. It's a little off here. Ice Cube's not with... Give me what Ice Cube's done aside from riding along with the parents or whatever it is. Ride along? Yeah. No, the one with the van. Um, oh, are, are we there? Uh, going on vacation with Ice Cube? Are we there, there yet? yet? Yeah, are we there is that yet? Is it is? 21 Jump Street? 22 Jump Street? Yeah, that's right. I'm just NWA, saying. NWA, his son. Yeah, NWA was kind of a big how, thing okay, that no, he did. No, 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 no. But how many people are going to an Ice Cube show? Like just a Ice lot. Cube oh, by himself? A lot. Uh, you think we could when sell it he out? Did, uh, how many tickets can we sell and how much money like can we sell? Like a concert? No, it's like a, an event. Like he'll play a, yeah. a, a song or two. Yeah, it would sell out. Well, it depends on where it is. I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to sell out Commonwealth. Well, but where would it sell out? Would it sell out? Like, do we need a Rexall? Do we just get like a no, little not shack Rexall, down there? Because uh, he's not cheap. I mean, K Days sold it out. K Days. He was. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. It was like the most demanded ticket in all the uh, K Days performances that summer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that's a pretty big venue, an outdoor venue. How much do you think we get charged for an ice cube ticket? Thousand dollars. No, but for real. Because I'm looking into this. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, see, that's gonna. That's not. That's not easy to do. I don't know anything about bringing Ice Cube to town. I'm trying to do it for you. Is what I'm saying, and it's not as easy as you think. So I'm, I'm Why working don't you on. Pretend it? we're bringing him in, right? Get him on the podcast, and then it's, the deal fell through. No, that's horrible. I'm it's not, shady. Very. Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess you'd want Eminem for that. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. See, like, the, the problem is, even when you type it into Google, right? So, like, to get Ice Cube, he's like $300,000. Holy smokes. And so, uh, that's his fee to book him is $300,000. So, like, we have to make back $300,000. We got to sell enough tickets. Like, do the math. That's uh, 300,000 people at a dollar a piece. Or, yeah, right? Like, so, we, it's, it's not easy to get that. It's not. He's not cheap, is what I'm saying. I know he's not. So I've been trying. I to put thought together. he was coming to town. It was the thing. I thought that, yeah, that he was coming we to do a show. Well, he was coming to town, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, pre-pandemic, yeah, and then the pandemic canceled that. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was just kind of like a make good. He's he's no, coming see, back. My buddies were bringing him to town. Yeah, for the thing. And so they, they and that just never got rebooked, right? No, it never got rescheduled. Okay. No, because they lost a ton of money on it. Yeah, right. And so like the, I'm I'm trying behind the scenes to make it happen, but you don't know.
Okay. He don't know when that's happening. Well, you just point. you just surprise me one day. Just do one it before day. I'm dead. How's that? I'm trying. Okay. Just don't die anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. Make it easier for me. <laughs> I hope we can make it happen in the future. Um, speaking of things that happened uh, pre-pandemic or during the pandemic, I don't know if you're interested in this, uh, but today, believe it or not, I didn't know this. It was actually my, you know, my friend Sharon. Yeah. Um, this today is the... Two year is it two year two year anniversary of my intervention? Oh, two years, two years. So almost two years since you went to rehab. I went to rehab like the day after, wasn't the, it? Yeah, the day after. That's right. Yeah, this is the two year. Well, here's how it works. This is the two year anniversary of me sending a text message to my friend Sharon that made her, you know, get involved in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and reach out to people here to say, we better do something. The intervention followed that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I packed my bags the next day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. Two years. Uh, that was two years ago. That So Dylan and I filled in the, for uh, six weeks. The yeah. next six weeks was just our show. Here's the message that and triggered. And Savan, thanks Savan. Uh, yeah, Savan. The message that triggered my friend Sharon. You have it? Let me ask it. Well, she sent me a screenshot. Oh. And, um, which I don't know. That's a lot of... Because sw- who did she... Did she reach out to me and me? I can't remember. I tried to block all this. I know. It was a very stressful time for you. Um, it... Uh, let me see here. Uh, it was... She got two... She said... Uh, the, uh, it said the alarm bells off for me, so I called Dylan and I called Kristen. Right. And then Kristen, my ex-wife, kind of took it from there. Mm-hmm. Here was the message... Two years ago, all right, that I sent that made her worry. Tell me if this is a, a worry. Do you know the message? I don't, th- I, I only know what Sharon sent me. Um, this uh, is- but I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what it was. I think she just says, is, is Pepper okay? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, th- 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 this is the message that made her feel concerned that something needed to be done. Because, I mean, the backstory is like her and I are really, really close friends, but she lives in Calgary and she's got kids and her life and I've got mine. So we, we would talk here and there, but not as often. If I ever went to Calgary, I'd visit with her and, the, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, just over time, you know, you just don't talk to your, your besties as often as, I guess, you hope you could or you, or you think you should or it's maybe a good notification a good reminder to people that like those people that are important in your life like keep them important in your life you right. know like don't just take take for granted that you guys oh we chat when we see each other you know like actually make a make a point of of sending those messages every once in a while just be like hey how you been right so i had been drinking Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe she messaged me just to see how I was doing or whatever. At this point, like people knew I was, uh, you know, indulging. And I don't know. People around me probably were more concerned than I was, which is, I mean. Yeah. Hence the intervention. The kind of way it was. Um, but uh, I don't know if like she messaged me or, or and just to say like, hey, how you been? Or guess what? I got some news or something. But we started chatting and I remember it because I was at the bar, you know, because it was 11. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, this is what set her off to be like, I better um, see if everything's okay. Because this was after the, you know, the, the foiled suicide attempt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I, I said to her, because uh, like, uh, she said, well, that's good, but I worry about you like a lot right now. Are you okay at all? And I said, I feel like I'm floating in some type of temporary state. 
Like the choices and decisions I make right now don't have these extended long-term implications. Like I'm a grape in a jello fruit, fruit salad, you know? Hmm. Ah. Well, yeah. I'd you know be, how the I'd grapes be... kind of always in the middle of the fruit salad? Like yeah. it's, you know, they're never at the top. They never sink to the bottom. They're just kind of hanging there in suspended jello well, animation. because you were so drunk. Probably. I was all pickled. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Jeez. And that's when she said, like, um, okay. Yeah, uh, that's a concerning statement. And this way, oh, it's funny, because so she just sent a screenshot of the conversation. Sorry, I should have looked at this ahead of time. Um, but, uh, and then she responded to that. And this was on the, this was the day or the day after, Dylan, our conversation over right by that window behind you. Where I said, um, "You want to crash your life into a wall?" I just or told Dylan that I'm just going to sink into the mess that I am. When I have the kids, I'll be good. But what do I care? The mess I make. I'm single. I can't hurt anyone. May as well see where it goes. E. So I guess that, uh, yeah, that does sound a bit concerning. I guess now that I, I <laughs> yeah. read that back, yeah, <laughs> of course, right. yeah. not right. ideal. Oh boy, yeah, what a time. So that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, and. You know, without, without knowing this, like Sharon's the one that said, hey, happy anniversary. Today's Grape and Jello Day, which she calls that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, holy crap, it's, it's been two years. And now, like I said before, I would love to say I've been sober for, for two years, but I haven't. I've, I've relapsed. But five months and six days, haven't felt better. I was, I, you know, coincidentally, and total coincidentally, I was at my therapist yesterday. And my therapist just couldn't believe, like, how happy and how energetic and just how, how I guess, normal I am now and wow. it's it's been a wild wild journey that I'm, i get well you know it's been an, an ongoing thing but it was five months ago. that's and, awesome yeah, five months and six days so it'll be oddly enough it'll be six months on the day before my birthday i'll be six months i was concerned because you were talking about uh your pants not fitting yeah and that oh. happened when you were drinking a lot of beer yeah well i'm just not um are you drinking non-alcoholic still uh, once in a while, no, I'm I'm loving club soda. Okay. I just love club soda and lime. It's so refreshing. <laughs> it's so refreshing. It is refreshing without any hangover. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. But uh, like like I'm going to the bar tomorrow to watch because it's uh, NFL Thanksgiving Day and my team is playing uh, tomorrow morning. So I'm going with my fantasy football friends and we're going. But I just I feel no urges whatsoever. I, this medication putting that yourself I'm, in that situation changing? No, it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, okay, not in the slightest. Like there are a day here and there, like a hot summer day, where I'm like, man, it would be nice, but I know I can't do it. So club soda it is right mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's it's pretty nice and um damn it i wish i found that medication a long time ago um but um oh, it would have saved you so many thousands of dollars so much money and yes yeah, so, so many other things the, the weight gain robbie is just because i'm just uh I, I, I to be honest with you i wasn't working out for a really long time because i was so busy with football and other things that i didn't find time to go to the gym I'm just eating terribly and I was just eating terribly for time the hard part about being a single dad when you're shared custody like week on week off or like we are two weeks on two weeks off is like when you're alone and Dylan, I don't know if this is you because you hey, take we, a, we're all single. No, here. I know, but you like, take a lot of pride in what you make, right? Yeah. Like you chef up good meals. But I find like when I don't have my kids, there's really much less need for me to prepare a well-rounded meal. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll just have like a handful of nuts for dinner. Well, t- me too. <laughs> you know? That's what I had yesterday. Yeah, like, I'll just stand at the counter, have a handful of nuts and a and a glass of milk, and I'll be like, ah, dinner. Uh, you know? that's, that's not good. Last it's night okay. I had, last night I had cheese whiz on toast for dinner. No, nah. See, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not the healthiest. No, it's not. Nuts but, are healthy, though. Yeah, but like when my kids are there, I try and make a good ra- square meal. But when I'm on my own, I'm like, ah, I don't have to cook tonight. I think right. that's a, that's common for anyone that lives alone. Oh, is yeah. That they don't like to. I, I, yeah, I like making meals. Mm-hmm. 
But there still are like two nights when you're just like, oh my God. You just like, don't feel like it. And you've got no one else you have to provide it for. So take a night off. Right. It's, it is tough when you live alone. Like I, I love when I have visitors and people staying over because at least like I'm Motivation a meal. to cook a good meal. Well, yeah. And like people that will eat it because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than making a meal that lasts three or four days and on day three, you're just like, I don't even want this. Right. Oh, so like meal prepping, it's always the same? Oh, or just like a, like a big meal. Like if I cook a roast, like I love cooking a roast, but I don't like cook like a quarter of a roast. So like, oh, I got to cook a roast. And, and then, then you have all these like, leftovers. Yeah, you don't feel like roast yeah. next day. Great roast the day after. You're like, all right, not really. Right. So you're like right. half a roast right. left, and you're yeah. like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Like, it's so good, but like, I'm done. Totally. So yeah, it's hard. That's a hard thing to do when you when you live by yourself. It uh, is, but I'm trying to meal prep a little more and just have things ready because it's great when you don't feel you don't have to make a, a meal an event. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be ten minutes and you're done. Yeah, when everything's sure. prepared already. But yeah. Rep- repetition sucks. I've been experimenting with desserts too. I've been trying to teach myself to bake. Oh. I bake more desserts, right? Because my fiance loves baking. She bakes like you know. She makes the, the the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. She's got some secret recipe. I don't know when I'm gonna. I mean, that's why I'm marrying her. For God's sake, give me your recipe. <laughs> Uh, but she makes like cheesecake. Like she can make, really make a lot of really great things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I know she loves desserts. So, so we've got this little kind of arrangement where once a month I make a dessert because I'm not really good at making desserts. And um, I made like uh, a dessert uh, just uh, two weeks ago for her. And I was like shocked that I made this. What was it? It was a chocolate peanut butter pie. Okay. With like... Um, Moose and the whole thing. Like, I made it myself with these human hands. Good Dylan. for you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I really like baking now. So I've decided it's the Christmas season. I'm going to make, you know how everybody has those, you've got friend Dylan, Erica, mm-hmm. who every year she gives you to give to us little bags of this magic bag of whatever treat that is. Oh, so I, good. I love oh, it. It's like the so yogurt much. dips. Yeah. And it's like, oh. it's her thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't it's wait for really Erica's good. Christmas treats. My mom makes like the best butter tarts in melting moments. And that's kind of what she's known for. Oh, Trudy's coming. I hope she brings her butter tarts for mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. right? So I've decided at my point in life, I need to have my go-to Christmas treat that I'm going to give people. So you're going to give pies? No. Oh, no. <laughs> but being able to make that pie convinced me that maybe I can make some other things. You can make those marshmallow squares so, that people like. Uh, some people know. Marshmallow squares. Yes, I know. But I've got, so I bought a bunch of different supplies. And this weekend. Trial run. I'm going trial run in the lab. So what should be the, the Christmas treat that I'm most known for? So you guys are going to get a lot of ba- bags of treats next week to try them out. And you get to vote. Oh, that's fun. Can uh-huh. you make 500 of them for Santa Cinema? Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is well, that a possibility? If you decide, you, if you pick the one you like the most, I've got a bunch of ideas. So every day I'll bring in a few and you can taste test what will be my new family okay. treat, the thing I'm known for for Christmas. Can it be anything? Like olive? No, I'm not making olive. Something no, no, like it's something. Like, it's a sweet. It's, it's got to be a sweet. sweet. Yeah. Oh, and, and, yeah, and I'm not taking. Sweets. I'm not taking requests, Robbie. Like, because <laughs> in my family, like my dad's number one go-to thing that we know him for mm-hmm. are his chicken wings. Right. My mom's are nuts, nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. Yeah. Are and my sisters be that, are right? just cheese. Like they always bring me my Rob, uncle Robbie's cheese. Right. Right. So it's all. It's not sweet. It's all salty. Yeah. No. This is going to be the thing that every Christmas. Oh, I can't wait. Rob's bringing in his whatever. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. So That's I'm going to give you a couple that. of the the trial runs. The lab is uh, open all day on Saturday. Woo wee! Uh-huh. I will be. I, I've got yeah. some fun ideas. Okay. Wait. Any, share. Yeah. 
Don't Carrie be mean sure. to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they may be gross, but All I'm right. going to experiment, okay? Well, we'll try. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. You can't yeah. really yeah. go wrong. Bag of sugar. Chocolate, yeah, peanut butter. Don't downplay it, man. Marshmallows. Bacon. Oh, you don't you, you don't say that was good. <laughs> Just all sugar. <laughs> How many cups of sugar? So my mm. daughter, marshmallows are really polarizing, right? Like I hate a marshmallow by itself. By itself, a marshmallow, like a raw marshmallow. But you love those marshmallow squares. I, well, it's so strange, right? Once it's mixed with other other things, it's pretty good. Or dear God, if it's melted in a Rice Krispie square, oh yeah. my God, yeah, that's good. But my daughter told me, and I didn't know this. I'm going to be 47, and I had no idea. Do you know what a marshmallow is? Just sugar, isn't it? <coughs> it's me. like gelatin. Well, it's got sugar. Yeah, it's gelatin. Do you know what gelatin is? Animal. It's derived from animal tissue? <laughs> or Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like rendered down pork and beef fat, fat and tissue. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That they just boil into, into a liquid, mm-hmm. mix it with some water and sugar and cornstarch, yep. and that's how you get marshmallows. Yes. Well, it depends on the type, but yeah. But here's the interesting thing. How come when I put marshmallows in a pot, you know, because you have to do that and you heat them up to make Rice Krispie squares, Mm -hmm. how come I don't get pork fat? Oh, wouldn't that be a dream? (laughs) God, I love pork fat. Pork fat? If you take pork rendered down pork ligament because well, they're not only it's not made the of fat. that it's like the um like the collagens and, and you stuff. get a marshmallow how come when i render down a marshmallow i don't get a port like it doesn't go back to what it once was mm. uh typical marshmallow contains sugar corn syrup gelatin plus air so you're gonna get the corn syrup the gelatin and sugar that's why it's not going back to just fat because yeah. of the corn syrup and the and the and the sugar yeah so it it, it should so it's basically it's like pork well it's pork, not pork fat though it's the pork, pork ligament juice with sugar and <laughs> corn syrup on it because mm-hmm. I tell you, you put pork ligament juice in a bowl and say, well, sweeten it up with some sugar and corn syrup. It's not the same as a Rice Krispie, to be no. honest with you. <laughs> I don't Yuck. think I, I'm as appetized. It's not as delicious. You know? <laughs> Fair. Because basically, so a Rice Krispie square, let me just, for a second here, a Rice Krispie square, if you think about it, is a bowl of cereal, but instead of milk, it's pork ligament runoff, <laughs> sugar and corn syrup. Yeah. Tasty. That's what a Rice Krispie Square is. I like it. I like everything that you're describing. <laughs> it all works together for me. <laughs> yeah. More of that, please. Just uh, pointing that out, the weird part of that. Same right? as Jello. Is Jello p- pork juice? Yeah, I don't no, like it. is it? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's gelatin. I don't like Jello. I don't you need to have know. gelatin in there. Wait a second. Stop everything, Robbie. What did you just fucking say? <laughs> you don't like Jello? No. You don't like Jello? No. I hate Jello. Hate Jello? It's not for me. That's not. That's not. A, that's a dessert I can't get. With. Have you ever had Jello? Yeah, no, I have. And you know how they make like those fancy like layered Jellos with the white and the, yeah. the green. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, with the, like the coconut. As soon as you get yeah, white no, in no, there, no. I'm out. But just a bowl of Jello, like lime Jello or strawberry Jello or lime or Jello. Cherry would be great. Jello? Maybe you could maybe get me interested in strawberry, but lime Jello, no, thank you. What? It's, no, it's just kind of underwhelming. It's, underwhelming. Yeah. Under what? That's why every buffet has it as dessert. It's just like the filler junk. Yeah, well, it's an affordable dessert. Exactly, sure, it's cheap and you don't not the greatest. Like Jello? No, I've never, I've never been a huge fan of. Now, Jello. I don't like it when it has that little skin on it. Right? You need a fresh Jello. Oh, I like the skin. You okay. like Jello? I do skin? for some reason. I would just eat the Jello skins. Is that? I think that's a thing, isn't it? Pudding skins. Jello skins. Pudding skins and Jello skins. Uh, no, thank you. 
I'm not. You yeah. like you like when your Jello has a frame. I like it. <laughs> really? yeah, you know, I, I like it when it's all one consistency. I don't like that. To, it feels like I didn't peel something off it when I eat it. I do. I don't mind that. I like really? the texture. Yeah, it's like more chewy. It's more like a candy. So, Dylan, you don't like Jello like with fruit in it? Nope. I don't know if you know this. No. I felt like a grape for a while in the Jello. <laughs> yeah, I, that's no no Jello with fruit. No, thank you. I like fruit like so, a fruit salad way better than Jello fruit salad. If I had you over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And it was a delicious meal. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, stick around. I've got dessert. And I brought out a bowl of lime jello. With fruit in it? With some fruit in it. Uh, would you say, no, thank you, I'm good? I would probably just eat a little bit to be nice, but no, I wouldn't want it. <laughs> yeah, you, I, said, you wouldn't be impressed. If, I only, if, if you said, I only have a couple who wants it, and there was like five of us, I'd say, have mine. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, grab a, I'll get a chocolate bar on the way home. <laughs> What happened to you in your life that you don't like Jello? It's just not I, for me. It's not for you. No, it's for everybody. There's nothing it's, special no. about it, though. It's what, yeah, it's like Kool Aid. But, but he said I not. hate it because he, he didn't rather, say I just it's I could take it or leave it. He said fill I hate Jello. Yeah, why fill up on Jello it's when just, there's so many yeah. other things? I don't know if you can fill up on Jello. No, and like the texture is just like it's like drinking juice. I guess I don't yeah, even know. Jelly like, juice. Yeah. That's the fun of it. But no, 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 no. No. Remember, you said hate though. Uh, like yeah. you would go out of your way to avoid Jello. Uh, I w- yeah, I would never grab it. Like in, in Robbie at a buffet, I would never grab it. Not interested. That's not for me. <laughs> not not not. Like, give me a real. Put some effort into your dessert. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So if there's pie or cake, yeah, I'm probably gonna take pie or cake. Mm-hmm. I don't know now. I would take a little cup of Jello. Was I? But if there's pie or cake, like I get that. But what what you're saying is you okay? So hate out of, it. like yeah, out of a dessert table, mm-hmm. Jello's the first one. It would be always be the absolute last out of everything. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake would be number one for me. Cheesecake is my favorite sweet. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with a cheesecake. I can get on board with a pie. I can get on board with cookies. I can get on board with squares. I'm like Jello. Well, would what be you're the last. telling me now is you don't care for Jello. Not that you hate Jello. Well, I, I, it sounds like you'd go out of your way to put Jello out of business, and then laugh. I, I wouldn't be hurt if they were. Out if of you business. heard Jello was going bankrupt, that would be a good day for you. That's how much you hate them, really. Yeah, because then no one needs to have it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> not for me. Really? No. Mm-hmm. I, I use gelatin it. I in it. cooking, but not for Jello. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Why sorry. is that so shocking to you? It's nothing special. I'm just it's junk. As a kid, like yay, Jello. There's just Jell-O? so many better yeah. things out there than Jello. That was so as a, many. sure. There's better things. Yes, I know there are better. I like Maybe it reminds me that we didn't have any money growing up. Oh, because you. Yeah, so you overdosed on Jello. Well, I it remember is, we we would have it. It was often. our most common treat. Oh, it was like putting in Jello. Five yeah. cents for yeah. a box of Jello, for God's sake. Well, that, and then maybe that's the reminder. It's just like, oh, your sad childhood with nothing. Okay. <laughs> and, and I've thrown up so many times from Jello shots. Oh. It's, just, it's just so tainted in my mind. That could be it as well. There was disgusting. Jello shots are dangerous. Okay, so that's a, okay. So you've been scarred by Jello. Possibly. Okay. That so Jello's done sense. something bad to you, which is why you hate it. It okay. got me in the okay. end. Okay. Yeah, All I right. think so. Fair enough. So a grape and Jello. Two years today yeah. since you went away. Yeah. To rehab. Yeah. And then yeah, there was a, like a lot of months of broken relationships, trying to repair all that. It was it was a wild time. What a time it was! Aren't you happy we're here now? Oh, I mean, I I'm being honest when I tell you I couldn't be happier. Um, in every aspect of my life, and even in the things that 
frustrate me or, or annoy me or relationships that strain me or stress me, I've found a way, and I, and I wish I could pass along how I practice this, but I have found a way, not like you do in a, in a conversation we had on a podcast, you know, a few months ago or whatever about the, the power of no and saying no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm still not good at that, right? I still have that people-pleasing kind of element of, of mine. It doesn't frustrate me as much. Like, it, it doesn't, like, when I was people-pleasing before, and Robbie, I think you were probably very similar, like, mm-hmm. I would, you know, get out of that interaction of people-pleasing, and I would go like, God, why did I do that? I can't believe I did that. Why didn't I just say no? Like, I would I would really kick myself for it, right? right. Um, I'm, I'm not at that point now. I'm just kind of, I still am a people-pleaser, but what I find now is the things that you would have caused me just so much... Um, overboard anger or stress or frustration. Um, now I'm, I'm really doing a great job of compartmentalizing it and like, eh, eh, what are you going to do? Like a lot of the things in life, like sometimes to an extreme where like, let's say for an example, I got in a car accident, uh-huh. right? Because that happens frequently with me. Right. Um, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, well, that's how it goes. It's not, things don't ruin my day anymore. Mm. It just mm-hmm. things they don't. That's a good place they to just, be. They come and they go and, you know, I realize the control you can have over certain things and the things that you can't have or can have control over. Mm-hmm. And why sweat the things you can't control? Right. Right. The minute that I run into the back of a parked car, you know, I there's no such thing as a time machine. I just got to move forward. Right. And, uh, and you're so good at it by now. You must know the process better than so anyone. So good at it. But uh, just <laughs> just any little thing like that. The moment I get uh, a bill in the mail that I wasn't expecting, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just figure it out. Instead of like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay? Like, I just, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of like a very benign statement. But yeah, I've really been able to just not even consciously adopt it. And, uh, you know, I had a bit of a, a struggle with uh, with a relationship that I had a, a few weeks ago with, with somebody. And um, instead of just, oh, God, I'm going to, oh, my God hate them so much. Why do they hate me? Why are we disagreeing on something? Why? I was just like, eh, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Now, this person and I don't see eye to eye, and I guess that's the way it is. You know? Yeah. I just cut out the negativity. I'm able to cut out the negativity, and uh, and it feels great. And it feels great. It's and easier said than done, I think. It is easier said than done, but once you're able to do it, it becomes easier. So easier said than done, but once done, it gets easier. Is like a, that's, I believe that's the full saying. You don't hear a lot about that second part of the saying. <laughs> easier said than done, but once it's done, it is easier, right, and, it's, right. and it's more rewarding. My fiance notices um, uh, because I deal with depression quite frequently, and uh, she notices that when I'm having the down days, that they're not nearly as extreme, and they're not as, nearly as long lived, mm-hmm. right? And they're not nearly as concerning or unhealthy. Right, like previous when like it was this darkness and suicide and all this sort of stuff. Now it's just kind of like, ah, eh, what a shitty day I'm having, and mm-hmm. then that's it. Mm-hmm. What's good? It's healthy, yeah. For sure. Like I'm telling you, I, like I told you, I saw my therapist yesterday, and she's like, oh my god, I've never seen you this like in control and happy, and you know. Sure, I have my stresses and my things I'm impatient over, or things that I'm I'm concerned and worried about. But I don't know. I just, I've kind of adopted just, I guess, maybe through osmosis and being near you, Dylan, I've kind of adopted the, well, take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. I still need to get better at saying no, though. You have made it through Mm -hmm. every bad day you've ever had. Mm Mm-hmm. Something to think about when you're that's a great bad point. Day, right? Yeah, how bad can your day be? You've made it through all these other mm-hmm. ones. Every yeah. single bad no, that's thing a great that's point. ever happened in your yeah. life, you've made it through. Mm-hmm. And you so know when it looks dark, it's so true. How like the bad days just make you better. Mm-hmm. It's like when I that's I, I always go back to hiking, but that's 
when I climb a mountain or something and it's the hardest things I've ever done is climb a mountain coming back to regular life is just easier. Everything's easier. Sure. You know, putting yourself through hell makes you better. It seems it makes things easier. Yeah. It's a real stoic attitude, right? You've gotten through every, it's, it's just so good the way you put it. Yeah. Every, you've gotten through every terrible day of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. It's and a, you're still here. It's just something to think about when you're like going through like one of those really bad days. You're having every single one yeah. up until now. I've made yeah. it through, mm-hmm. so I'll make it through this one as well. And just know that there's always happiness on the other side. Yeah, like for you, Robbie. Let's say you dropped a glass on the floor, or like the other day, I had a bowl of my cat's dry food, the kibble, mm-hmm. and I spilt it all over the floor. Now, yes, my first reaction was, "God damn it!" Right? Yeah. But then it was like, for you, Robbie, let's say you did that, you could be like, or I could be struggling at the top of a mountain thinking I might die. Right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Clean up the glass. Pick up the dog food exactly. or the cat food. You're fine. Yes, yeah. yes. So for me to go, God, this is a bad day, and then be like, or I could be a total drunk and on the verge of losing my family mm-hmm. and maybe not even know if I'm going to have my job. Right. Yeah, you know. I'll pick up a bit of cat food. <laughs> it's not really not exactly. that bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That is true. And it's been wonderfully and rewarding. A lot of people, what they do, uh, and, and it's common, and it's it's so like it's so easy to get wrapped up in, is they just get like, you get excited about bad, mm-hmm. and you like to pile on, and then you, you oh, why is this happening? Why is that? Like, they almost look for the next bad, which brings on the next the bad. self-fulfilling prophecy. Right? Of, like, yeah. I think so many people, when something bad happens, like, they don't take that moment to reset themselves and go, like, this is an isolated moment. My mm-hmm. life doesn't suck. My day doesn't suck. My week doesn't suck. Nobody's out to get me. I don't me. suck. Mm-hmm. It's just going, like, oh, okay. Well, that that situation might have sucked. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. Let's, let's deal with it and move on. But so many people like to bask. In, in the horrible mm-hmm. and then add to it and really make that where they kind of sit and stay like, oh, this 2022 has been horrible for me. It's such a crappy year because three bad things might have happened. Mm-hmm. But then you just keep telling yourself this. It's such a horrible year. So it's almost like you're looking for the, the next bad thing to happen. And you're mm-hmm. almost like excited that it did because you've already convinced yourself that 2022 is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have so few, and I'm lucky this way, and I'm not saying this to like rub it into anyone that doesn't, but like I have so many few bad days that when I have one, it's just like, oh, okay. That's a good reminder that that exists. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> okay, good to know. And we work your way through it and just go like, yeah, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And then sometimes when it's two days in a row, you're like, okay, well, okay, let's switch this around. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. sometimes uh, the easiest of things, whether it's a walk outside, whether it's a phone call with a friend, whether it's a very cold shower, can just get you out of the those resets, situations. The resets are super important. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I've kind of learned a little bit over time from my fiance and while I was away. And just from listening to you is like, there are certain things that we, you know, that we value as, as resets and you, they're different for everybody. Like for example, like you just said, a cold shower or a walk outside, uh, my, my my fiance's is a hot shower, right? Like a long hot shower, or she goes to yoga or something. Like okay. if things are going bad, you just reset and uh, like because just because your day started bad doesn't mean you can't reset it in the middle, right? You know, like when you play Super Mario World mm-hmm. and you know you're really good at it, and you start screwing around at the beginning of you know World One Level One, and you jump and you get hit by a mushroom right away. Mm-hmm. You remember what you used to do, right? 
What the hell with this? And you just reset and start over. Sure. Why can't you do that in the middle of the day? <laughs> Why? And, yeah, exactly. And you, you've taught me that, and I've kind of taught, and my fiance's taught me that, and yeah, so I'll I'll do resets in the middle of the day, and just realize that one day's one day. It's not, you know, gonna gonna ruin everything. It's 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 a valuable kind of lesson to adopt, and it's too bad we can't do it younger in life. It's too bad we meet, need, need these massive life events or traumas to sometimes push us in that direction. But I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as you get older, you you realize all this, and like it, the, the funny thing is, you wish you could tell. Like as a parent, it's got to be so frustrating, mm-hmm. right? Because you wish you could tell your son all the things that you know right now, oh. and you know that he's not going to listen, and mm-hmm. you know that you didn't listen, and you know that it wouldn't even have that impactful moment for him. But you could just see it. You're just like, oh god damn it! If you just listened to me, your life would be better. Mm-hmm. But they'll never, right? Yep. So as a parent, I can't imagine that frustration where you're it's just like, I already know the answer. I'm on the other side. I'm over here. I got it. Yep. And they just aren't paying attention. It's the one frustrating thing, yeah. So, well, congratulations on uh, 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 the five five months, five days, is it? Five uh, months, six days? Let me just open it here. It's on my little app, my little app tracker. It'll be uh, five months, six days today. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's yep. awesome. I mean, yep. I, I know that you struggled a couple times upon returning, which was frustrating for yep. some and frustrating for yourself. Oh, it was absolutely frustrating for me, yeah. Five months and yep. six days sounds like something great. And I mean, I think the saying is in, in recovery, it's one day at a time. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm in complete control and, and complete happiness now. So thank you very much. Yeah. That I was, appreciate that. That's good to hear. And I know that when I got back, right, I had that rehab uh, halo, they call it, <laughs> where you, you just feel like you're, you're, you know. Bulletproof. Bulletproof. And, uh, and I was warned against that. And I thought, bah, I don't need to listen to those warnings. Turns out, Dylan, mm-hmm. listen to those warnings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things, one of the, uh, the big things I, I was wanting to do, and then I kind of, you know, backslid and, you know, it, it went away. But uh, I've now arranged uh, for in the new year, I'm going to start doing, because you know, for some people, the 12-step faith-based stuff totally works for a lot of people it doesn't Mm -hmm. um for those you know going away to certain different kind of rehab structures does work and for those they can't afford it or can't go and so one of the things i felt because i felt so good when i got out of rehab that uh, i thought what people really need because i noticed you know when i was kind of going online and i was sharing this uh, this experience too was how many people are like you know thank you for your openness and like what is it and asking for tips and stuff and uh, the thing i noticed is that like uh, and it's obvious but when you're you're in it when you're in your addiction or in your 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 bad state you don't notice how it does affect the people around you mm-hmm. and uh, all the messages i would get from people were were not necessarily a, a large percentage of them anyway were not from the addicts themselves they were from the family members who were watching the, their loved ones falling apart and what they should do. Hmm. And uh, so I always thought like, uh, I, and I had my kind of set kind of advice that I'd, I'd learned and I would give, but I always wanted to do kind of like open um, group dialogue sessions in person with people who are either struggling with their addiction or the addictions of their families or for, let's say, couples and families to come together to get a better understanding of what everybody's going through. And just not that I'm the know-it-all, but just kind of host it, right, and mediate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, then COVID really like kept going and kept going and you couldn't be in person for anything, but that, now that's cleared up and then I was trying to find a location and I've got a location. Oh, so in the new year, I'm going to do like a once a month and I'll probably kind of launch it maybe on this, this podcast and, and give more information. In the new year, I'm going to be doing these in-person big group sit around chat sessions that are, I mean, like a therapy for some people who haven't been able to find the one that fits with the, their needs exactly. It's, it's so wild how, um, 
And I don't want to get attacked. I'm so careful in what I'm trying to say these days because mm-hmm. I just everyone wants to attack everything. But it's so wild to uh, me that alcohol, there's just no good. Like I have three people in the last two months reach out. If you out. can control it. I, it's but fun. It, I still don't see it being good. Yeah. Like, the, like I just don't see the good Dylan, side. You were in it with your marijuana. Like, of course. Right? Also not good. Right. So you see that, you look at that the same way? Marijuana? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see I don't see any of these substances being great. No, right. I yeah. don't. And yeah. I, people will hate me and people will tell me they shut up, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But like three people have reached out to me in the last like month or two. It's been uh, uh and alcoholism is the thing. I'm like, gosh darn it. I it's thought everywhere. we were done with pepper. Oh, it's everywhere. I thought mm-hmm. that was it. I thought it was over. We dealt with pepper. We got that uh, taken care of. I don't like I, and it's just like wild how it's ruining families, mm-hmm. tearing relationships apart, and and like it's just like I'm I'm trying to think every time I I see it happen I'm just like where's the good of alcohol, like why why is it so celebrated and 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 when is that going to switch in society like why is alcohol such this celebrated great thing for everyone and I don't yeah, understand it is pretty crazy and I I can't understand why we're getting away with this and, and, and like uh, how long it will take to change and like I was watching a thing on. Um, or, or a podcast or something talking about uh, how like cigarettes mm-hmm. 50 years ago were like prescribed by doctors. Mm-hmm. And so they were, ju- they were just talking about like the effects of vape and how like we don't, we don't know what vape will do to you yet. We say it's healthier, but meh. it's healthier than smoking doesn't mean yeah. it's healthy. Right, exactly. And so like, I, well, why is it that alcohol still is just the most celebrated thing on the planet? Mm-hmm. And everyone like, like we, we were talking last week when you were gone, like, like bars are opening up early, early, early for World Cup so they can serve alcohol. Like mm-hmm. we, we as a country go like, we got to serve it. Mm-hmm. We need this. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to me that it is like, I just don't see the benefit of it. And I'm sure people will hate me for it and be like, shut up. You don't, da, 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 da. But I, I don't see it. If you can do it in moderation and if you can do it under control, then it is. But there are just a lot of people that, uh, that can't, right? And I'm one of them. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I wished, like I said, I wish to God on a hot summer day, I could have a beer on a patio mm-hmm. with my friends. I just can't do it. And, uh, but to, the problem is sometimes that moderation and control expands so slowly, so gradually that you don't notice it. True. That's what happened to me. Is, you know, fr- three yeah. beer on a Friday night was totally normal. And then it was like, and a Friday and a Saturday. Eight beers here, eight beers there. Mondays, I'm, you know, it's been a hard day at work. Going to go to on a Monday. And, t- and then it was every day, twice a day for hours and hours on end. And so easily yeah. consumable and yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, just the, the, the amount of people reaching out right. re- recently, I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, there yeah. takes in, yeah. uh, and just out of curiosity, are they reaching out to you because you went through it? So publicly with me, yeah, yeah, okay, and so they're like, "Hey, Dylan, what, you know, what should we do here?" Well, yeah, just just like talking about it and being like, like it's just one of those situations. It's so, it's so personal for each individual, and it's so hard to like. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one because, yeah. like you said, some people faith based the twelve step program works. works like a dam for some people. Yeah, some people have to go away to rehab. Mm-hmm. Some people have to take a pill daily. Yep, right, and it's just like depends on who you are. So it's it's one of those hard things to just like even tiptoe around, but. Yeah, I and think then some people what. just don't think they have a problem because alcohol is so celebrated. That's the big mm-hmm. thing. It's so available. It's like, well, why can't I? That's the big thing. Yeah. You know, like um, when Everyone I else when I it. was trying Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the things that uh, really, really surprised me, this is before I went away to rehab, um, <clears throat> was the number of moms, you know, working from home moms, because it was COVID, or even just like stay-at-home moms who were drinking wine during the day to the point where they formed 
alcoholism because you you go on on it like hey wine Wednesday you know mm-hmm. moms love their wine oh, yeah, those and are shirts then, right socks yeah, yeah like then all of a sudden it's like whoa this is <laughs> they can uh, climb into quite the problem right mm-hmm. right anyhow yeah so uh, in the new year maybe on a podcast when it's all put together and figured out I've pretty much got it all arranged it'll won't be the most convenient for everybody location it's going to be in St Albert but uh, if anybody's interested and in judging by the number of people that that have have and still do message me from time to time about it like i think there's there's an audience for that to get together and for the people whose family members are are struggling to get an understanding because dylan you once said to me after i got i think it was after i got back from rehab Mm -hmm. where you were like i don't get it why don't you just quit yeah like that's a that is a prevailing attitude that some people need to understand it's not that simple for some it might be simple for a lot of people to say to know when to say when for some people it's not and i think some people need to know that it's not about hey why don't you just quit Mm-hmm. Right? Like, try and tell a smoker, why don't you just quit? Mm-hmm. Right? They can do it for it's 25 minutes. It's entrenched in you now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... So there's value in understanding both sides of the coin. Yeah. It's super it's important, hard. and the way I've tried to look at it, and maybe this just sounds dumb, but this has helped me, I guess. But, like, the the not understanding someone else's way of being... Mm-hmm is sometimes difficult, right? Because we're so in our own heads yeah. constantly, right? Mm-hmm. We are, we understand ourselves and how we react to things and how we, we, and so I was having a really hard time, like the, the why don't you just quit or like, Hey, you, you just need to stop. And, and so it never made sense from somebody else, but it's just like, why don't, you play hockey like Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, there's different just, people that are yeah. completely different skill sets and yeah. completely different ways of doing life. And it, it, it would be the same of saying, like, why aren't you Connor McDavid when you grab a hockey stick? It's yeah. just like, yeah, okay. We're not all made the same. Yeah. And maybe that's just a positive way. Or that's just how I look at it and go like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He is completely different than I am mm-hmm. when it comes to hockey. Therefore, why wouldn't someone be able to be completely different than I am when mm-hmm. it comes to drinking drugs or whatever it might be, a gambling ad- addiction, no matter right. what it is, just cause I can go gambling, uh, with my friend mm-hmm. and spend $200 doesn't mean he always can. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And so yes. like y- you, you witness these things and in your head you go like, oh, that's not how my brain works. Yeah. And, and you have a hard time getting into other people's brains because uh, their brain's not the same, but I always just go like, well, I'm not Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. And I can I can grab a hockey stick and skate the exact same way he can. I'm, I'm glad that you kind of adopted that or kind of started to understand that because like one of the things that I've always admired and envied and has frustrated me about you is don't tell you you can't do something because then you will just do it. Uh-huh. And uh, that kind of is related to the fact that like when you quit smoking marijuana, mm-hmm. from my point of view, now I mean me, me, me totally wrong on this. But it really felt like, now you suffered the side effects of the withdrawal for a long time. The anxiety, the sleep problems, the panic yeah. attacks, et cetera. Yeah. But it seemed like you didn't have uh, a problem just quitting cold turkey. No. It seemed like aside from the stuff that uh, is related to quitting, yeah. but like you weren't tempted to go back. You didn't no. go, oh, I can just do one here. You just no. you quit and you quit. But and I've always envied that you had about scare. you. You had a scare, a couple uh, health scares that kind of propelled you into that though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like, when you took me to the hospital that one day when I thought I was having a heart attack. I mean, was I mean, that pre-quitting or that's... Is that, that around that, the same time. That was the day I, f- I first quit marijuana okay. the first time. <laughs> yeah. Is because that is, night I had got home and I was so exhausted and I was like so scared and I was so like, oh my God, what just happened to me? So that night I didn't smoke. I, and I normally would smoke every night. Oh yeah, your body didn't like that much, huh? right? And then all of a sudden, like then it, I, I went back to it after that because I was like, oh, that, that maybe that wasn't the problem. Right. And... 
to be honest, like the worst part of quitting was all the things that came with my brain readjusting. And I don't even know if it's a hundred percent there yet. The detox. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the ability to like, like figure out how to emotionally regulate, mm-hmm. how to deal with big issues, how mm-hmm. to uh, deal mm-hmm. with anything that mm-hmm. was, that we would numb yourself with. So that mm-hmm. was the hardest part. And then like all the therapy I went to and like the psychological thing where like my body is feeling ways that it just shouldn't and there's no reason for it. Yeah. It was, that was hard. But like, as far as like going back to it, like it's going to be a year on December 25th that I have not touched it at all. And oh, really? okay. prior to that, there was like months and months and months and months and months that I didn't. And then my, right. uh, my uh, sister's husband convinced me on Christmas. Well, we're all together. And like, let's have a, a gummy together. A yeah. It was a one time and I, and I did it and it gave me a panic attack and it was horrible. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, this isn't for me. And, and I think like, uh, I think sometimes just to, to remind yourself like what it was, but right now I, I do feel great. I've never felt as clear and, and emotionally attached to myself in my life to be able to understand. Cause you just, you don't know after seven, eight years of doing it every day that you are just numbing mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. because you're not doing it on purpose. You're kicking the can down the road and it's going to come like a tidal wave. That tidal wave just gets bigger and I know, bigger but you're, you you're, you're not doing it on purpose is yep. the whole thing. Like, like I, I always thought I wasn't, it wasn't a problem because I never did it on purpose. I was never trying to escape my problems. Yeah, it was just habitual. I was just doing it and my right. problems were in there. Yeah. But and here's so, where I struggle with this, okay? Because mm-hmm. yes, it does numb you and it does... It does take away certain emotions, but so does uh, do some medications. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right? Some medications are to keep you even, right, Pepper? Like you're, yeah. it, it takes away the highs and the mm-hmm. lows, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what marijuana was doing for you. Mm-hmm. But who's to say it's, <laughs> yes, there's the tar and stuff in your lungs, whatnot for smoking it, mm-hmm. but why is that better than other medication? It's a, it's a type of medication for it's some true. people. Sure, and if you use it, that's, I think that's the difference though. If you use it as a medication- that's Great. Where, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I know I don't want to abuse it. I have abused it in my life, but I also struggle. It's like, okay, what do I do? If I have all these anxiety issues, should I go be highly dosed on medication or maybe have a couple puffs at night? See, and I'm not knocking anyone that does it. I it's never the control want to do that. and the moderation. It comes which, back to that again. Which it yeah. gets out of control, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But you ask yourself, like my brother's always been a guy who has been uh, on marijuana for his life for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. And like, I watched him do it for medical reasons. And like, he legit- I saw that air quote. <laughs> no, but no, but like, I, like, that's how I viewed it. Like mm-hmm. he always, always a medical reason, but I always watch him. And like, Robbie, you have similar personalities as far as like when I watch you use it, uh, because you'd be like, all right, I'll have a little, I'll feel something and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there with my dad and smoke 13, 16, right. 27 right. Which is right. joints. Right. And like, I'm as high as can be. Like, right. I don't need to, but then it was just like the, the that's the abuse versus the medication use right. of it. Right. And so when you, when you, when that becomes your baseline, like you're chasing that. Right. And so that's like, my brother doesn't do that. You, I've seen do that, but I've also seen There's you do it the other way. I, I, like, I am concerned that uh, like, if I do ever stop the sleeping. That's one thing uh, it helps so much is, is sleep. But then become reliant. I know, but hundred like, percent. Just as 100%. just as bad. I, I'll say this: just as bad because sleep's been the hardest thing with all of this. Is it's it getting always, better? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. But like I have tried, uh, it was really bad, mm-hmm. and it's really really hard, and mm-hmm. it's still not great. Mm-hmm. But. Marijuana was instant sleep for me, and I mm-hmm. loved that. I loved the fact that I could go to yeah, bed at like, 11.58 and be sleeping yeah. by 11.59. How if like you're struggling to fall asleep and you can't shut your brain off and you know, you know, yes. it's right there. I All know. you need to do is... Tough. And it's great. But so uh, what, I, what I'm uh, getting at is like melatonin can help, but 
then you can develop develop yep. the exact same for thing with sure. melatonin for sure. And so, like, I used melatonin for quite some time, and then sleeping got hard when I wasn't taking melatonin. I'm like, well, this isn't any better. Mm-hmm. So now, right now, I'm trying to uh, I'm I'm down to the smallest dose of melado- melatonin, like two days a week. Mm-hmm. For when I really want to get those good sleeps in, like mm-hmm. a, a Friday and a Saturday, and mm-hmm. I know that I don't have to be groggy the next day, mm-hmm. and then the other days I'm just trying to make it. But I want to get down to zero. Like you remember when you were a kid and you can just go to bed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I'm going it's for. Fun. It's so funny you said that because the other night I just could not shut my brain off, and uh, I, I mean, dear God, I get up at like well now with our new hours a little later, but I get up you know just before five a.m. and I couldn't shut my brain off, and I kept looking at the clock. The one drawback, by the way, of having an alarm clock that shines a light on the <laughs> yeah. ceiling. Is you can't avoid it. It's and I kept there. looking at it. I'm like, oh my God, it's like, it's 1.30. Mm-hmm. And I thought about like, God, remember when it wasn't hard? Like, right. when, when did this all of a sudden become hard? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I could take this, I could take that. And then it just, nope. Yeah, it's best. I don't know. Maybe I'm different because when I was a kid, I hate, I I could not fall asleep. Oh, really? Oh, you hated bedtime. I hated bedtime. fell asleep. would be easy. I would always lay there. I'd always want to stay awake. Maybe, and this is, could be, I don't want to diagnose you or say, but maybe that's like anxiety you've oh, had your entire life. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, definitely have anxiety mm-hmm. without a doubt, right? But, uh, and so, yeah, with, with medication and marijuana, I don't want to say medication is, or using it med- medically is bad. It's just so easy to abuse it. And I think most people do. I think there's, there's, it's not doctor prescribed. It's like, oh, right? yeah, there's, there's one joint, two joints, three joints. There's a few people that actually just use it for, uh, what its purpose is because as soon as it like oh okay that took the edge off what what will two more puffs do well what I've found and I'll ask you this question as we kind of wind down and uh, uh, is that uh, like with addictive personalities and addiction right like I know that my, it wasn't really al- alcohol was my latest kind of vice but like I'm always going to have just a generally addictive personality so it kind of you shift it around and you just try to find the safest thing like people who go to the gym you know three times a day well, they've got a problem too right it's an, adi- an addiction there's yeah. the eating disorder are terribly, uh, you know, problematic. And uh, you can just have an addiction or an obsession or a compulsion over something. Dylan, I ask you, and again, I don't, like, would you call yourself an addictive personality? Or just, it it became so routine so slowly that it was just kind of habitual. But have you found since quitting that, Mm -hmm. that you have something else that you are now indulging in not necessarily like food, more, for example, more, more than you should, but just uh, like you've taken it and just moved it. No, I found my latest thing. I don't. I, I don't think I have that as much. Like I do have what I do have, and it's not addictive personality, but I, I I have been really hard on myself ever since I was like fourteen, as far as wanting to achieve and not wanting to relax. Mm-hmm. And like I'm a huge proponent of relaxing and like mm-hmm. going to spas and yoga and meditation, and I love all that stuff. Right. But. I've never been able to just enjoy life for what it is. Because you always know there's something else you should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. And so like I would be, whatever I took, like then that's what you say, my obsessive behavior with uh, learning. Yeah. Perhaps. But yeah. it would be like, okay, uh, photography. I could be in bed reading a book for pleasure. I could go watch a television show and enjoy it. I could play a video game and just Something there, mindless. Right. I could yep. do any of those things. And, but I'd always think of myself as weak if I was. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, no, you should be reading a cookbook to learn better recipes. Right. You should be reading a book on mm-hmm. photography. You're time of self-improvement. Right. Be productive. Really, really, right. really, the me time is the self-improvement. Yes. Yeah. And yep. so I, I was always feeling those voids. So like, mm-hmm. the, as dumb as it sounds, and I don't play a lot of Nintendo, but mm-hmm. to like go play uh, 20 minutes of Mario, for me, is like... I'm not thinking about nope. anything. I'm nope. not getting better at anything. Maybe a little bit better at Mario, but not much. But like, I, I don't have to always be 
like trying to be the best at something. With that, and that is how when that night that I couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. I finally got out of bed, and my fiance was like, "Are you okay? What can I do?" I'm like, "Sleep. You don't need to do anything." Right. And what I did was just to shut my brain off. I did something mindless. Yeah. I watched an old episode of Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I just tuned out, and then I was tired. See, there is value in wasting time. And that's that's why I like I never know any of the new shows everyone's talking about unless it's really, really important to me is because I'll throw on an old show that I don't have to think about while doing other things. But I will never sit there and watch an old show and be mindless. Yeah. And then because like we've talked about this before, but because of social media and these. Yeah. It's really hard to be he mindless. Held up a phone, even, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yep. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to be mindless when there's always something in front of you mm-hmm. attacking y- your attention. There's always something there. Mm-hmm. There's always something. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it, it's very hard. And like everything I follow, although lately a lot of weirdly uh, g- girls in in uh, skimpy outfits. Although that's never been a thing before. Mm-hmm. But all my things are like how to improve. How, like their photography, their uh, cooking, their like ma- ways to make yourself better, their finance, they're all these. So I'm inundated constantly, even on social media with like, You're, you got to do better at this or you should be paying more attention to that. So like relaxing is my focus. And I think that's going to be my 2023 uh, New Year's resolution. Good for you. It's just like taking the time to relax and enjoy things in the moment and enjoy the life that uh, that you have. I mean, that's the best resolution possible. Sure. You're not putting pressure on yourself to do anything. Right? <laughs> yeah, You're putting out. pressure on yourself not to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. it's, it's like I'm addicted to anxiety like that. I don't like to rest. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to have that anxious feeling in me. Because Which, you're so used to it? I don't know. It's like for you, I can't rest. I don't, right. I hate well, Sundays. Well, just when you feel that, right? And this is where like, I'm just feeling so complete in life right now. Right. When you feel that, just remind yourself, I'm doing something important right now because I'm not doing something important. And that's just as important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Downtime is super, super important. Even just breathing. Right? And which is to breathe. Which is (laughs) why I'm doing that so well now because I said, what have you moved yours to? I've moved mine to shopping for a while. It was shopping for a while, which got dangerous, right? Sure. But um, I've moved mine now to um, clutter. So I not getting rid of clutter, but I'm actually creating clutter. Like Robbie teased me the other day. He's like, dude, I thought you were kind of uh, organizing your garage in a better way. And I said, I am. I'm just doing it bit by bit. So what do you mean by clutter, though? So, like, like what is I it? start a project, and I just stop it for a while, mm. and I'm able to walk away. Right. Instead of, gotta obsess until the project is done. Right. So now something that would take me a whole weekend, let's say, or two complete weekends, now it's going to take me two months. Like, you guys tease me about my kitchen reno. Right, and how oh, long it's been, it's been going Your house is chaos. But what, but what that is right now is it's just me practicing control of, nope, time to stop. Time for me time. Time to just go and relax and do something that isn't any of those things on my to-do list. And it's kind right. of nice having a long to-do list because it means you're not obsessing over getting it all done mm-hmm. and chasing and your the free thing, time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now I'm able to be like, nah, I'll do it tomorrow. And I love it. Holy I crap. love I'll do it tomorrow. Hmm. Not everybody does in my life. <laughs> so I'm not as urgent as I used to be, but whatever. Like, Robbie, you saw my garage the other day when you came over to drop that uh, mm-hmm. locker off. And you're like, holy crap, I thought you were changing this thing around. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> it just, yeah. It frustrates yeah. you because I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to well, it. Well, and then I just go inside and then the kitchen's like that. And then your girlfriend <laughs> is sick and you're fighting with your son and your daughter's running all over and there's yeah. cats. Oh, uh, life is peaceful crap. now, Dylan. It is such a peaceful life now. How? Anyhow, I yeah, I don't know. Good. Okay, so uh, there you go. There's the after show show. 
And again, yeah, like once I get the dates for that set up in, in the new year, because I don't imagine we'll do too many more podcasts before the holidays, but uh, I'll, I'll have all those dates and locations and all that, and we'll kind of have a registration process. And if anybody's interested, uh, you can DM me now on Instagram, and uh, I'll have an idea on if uh, that's something people want to do. But I'm pretty excited about it. So. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks well. for listening to the After Show Show. The Pepper and Dylan Show. Wake the fun up with the Pepper and Dylan Show. Kiss 91.7.